Obviously, we always take something away from every meeting we have. All right, it's uh, time for your political roundup with John Moore, Maureena John. Maureena, and on the political roundup today, New Zealand Economic Elite give their verdict on the government. Minister David Clark's war on synthetic drugs, hallelujah, and Trump takes on gay diplomats. So, first of all, looking at uh, the Herald's Mood of the Boardroom survey, this is a survey of 150 chief executives, so those at the... I watched it. Oh, you watched it? I watched it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I fell asleep. <laughs> so, this gives the general view of what can be seen as, as some of the, the top-tier people in our uh, economic hierarchy in New Zealand. Um, the, co- the general view uh, of the boardroom is that the coalition coalition government is continuing to show its inexperience, uh, that we're not seeing enough action, uh, too many committees and too many surprises. Uh, And that might be referring to um, various policies such as the crackdown on uh, oil exploration that uh, business wasn't alerted to uh, before the announcement by the Labour government, Labour-led government I should say. Interesting to look at um, Chief Executive's views on New Zealand First, which are very mixed. Um, some chief executives have expressed quite negative views of the Conservative Populist Party, and that this possibly is because of uh, Shane Jones in particular, his populist rhetoric against uh, um, CEOs in the state sector, uh, as well as in the private sector with uh, corporations such as Fonterra. Um, so business executives never really like uh, the, the so-called rabble being whipped up against uh, um, CEO elites. On the other hand, though, uh, business uh, CEOs have expressed um, uh, some liking for New Zealand First as it's seen as a moderating influence on what is seen as a pro-union Labour Party. The main concern of Chief Executives is general uncertainty about the impact and direction of current government policies. So why should we even care about what uh, CEOs and New Zealand's economic elite is saying and how they view politics? Firstly, a drop in business confidence can affect the economy and lead to a drop in investment, a downturn in growth, and subsequently a drop in uh, employment levels. And also business in the past has shown it can engage in actions that can punish a government uh, if uh, a government isn't doing what business likes. So, um, Yes, this uh, Herald's mood of the Broadway survey should be seen as very important. And certainly, uh, Minister of Finance Grant Robinson will be taking careful note of uh, the feelings amongst the business community. Two, the politics of synthetic drugs. Now, Health Minister and Dunedin North MP David Clark is starting what could be called a war on synthetic drugs. Um, the minister has called for a reclassifying of synthetic drugs into the same batch as methamphetamine, heroin and cocaine. Um, his call can be seen as a response uh, to the deaths of one or two people, uh, uncertain at the moment, um, death of one or two people from a bad batch of synthetic drugs in Christchurch, and this has made national news. Clark has said, I'm looking to seek the support of my cabinet colleagues to have these reclassified as a Class A drug. 
Now, what's interesting here is uh, David Clark's push for more, um, what could be seen as a more punitive uh, and authoritarian stance on synthetic drugs. It seems to be in contradiction, ostensibly at least, with the government's rejection of Donald Trump's own war on drugs. So Jacinda Ardern has made it clear that her government won't be signing up to a Trump-initiated war on drugs. Jacinda said that a punitive and heavy-handed approach had failed. So, the question has to be asked, is this government being opportunistic here in initiating its own version of a war on drugs, where other policies have been shown uh, arguably to work better, such as a more open and liberal attitude to drugs, and allowing um, uh, drug users to have their drugs tested for what might be any poisonous elements or dangerous elements in those drugs, rather than just having a complete crackdown. And finally, Trump administration starts denying visas to same-sex domestic partners of foreign diplomats. Now that's a bit of a mouthful. What it basically means is that um, in America, uh, foreign diplomats and employees of the UN who are LGBT+, plus, uh, and at the moment have a uh, same-gender, same-sex partner, um, will either have to marry that partner for that partner to stay in the United States or that partner will have to leave. Um, Credits say the new policy will impose undue hardship on on foreign workers in America, foreign UN workers, diplomats, uh, mainly due to the fact that in the majority of the world, um, gay marriages are not allowed. Only 12% of US member states allow same-sex marriages. So what's this all about? Why is Trump suddenly uh, taking this policy of what could be seen as a, uh, a cultural war on gay partnerships? This is very much part of those uh, post-material cultural wars where on one side liberals uh, push for uh, marriage equality, liberalisation of drugs, uh, open borders, etc, etc. And on the conservative side, um, which... Donald Trump can be seen as a part of there's a push for more punitive attitudes to drugs, uh, more um, what can be seen as homophobic policies targeting gay people uh, um, not allowing um, gender fluid toilets uh, and and also uh, the question of uh, abortion so I think this uh, stance by Trump can be very much seen as dog whistles politics where he's appealing to his conservative base giving them a signal that uh, yeah he's not happy with with the the liberal shift to more uh, marriage diversity etc so he's a backwards bigot I don't think he personally is I think he uh, in his own mind is a New York liberal but he's, uh, he, he, he sees politics like being a business and he gives the people and sells to the people what they want. And uh, he sees that he needs to shore up that conservative, fundamentalist Christian base. Well, they win elections. Yes. The Bible Belt is, uh, you know, is, has a real big sway, mm. big power, hence um, Jerusalem. Yes, exactly, and I think that's another example of virtual signalling to that conservative base, saying, uh, "Yeah, hey, I'm uh, I'm, I'm pro-Israel, uh, anti-Palestinian, mm-hmm. and uh, because I mean, bizarrely, uh, fundamental 
fundamentalist Christians in America, on the whole, are supportive of uh, the Jewish Israeli state. It's not state. bizarre at all. You need, you need a full Israel under Jewish control for the Armageddon, yes. for the second coming of Christ. Yes. So that's, yes. yeah. yeah. To so fulfill the prophecies that's of the right. Bible. So, so they give billions of dollars every year to the Israeli uh, government do mm. fundamentalist Christian groups, not just saying the United States. And yes, so the groups themselves um, to fight the Palestinians oh. uh, and, and therefore um, bring the death of all Jews. Even though, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> isn't it ironic? Uh, anyway, yes, not very good friends for the Jewish people. No, no, but they'll pretend. Yes. Hey, thank you very much, John. No problem. See you again tomorrow morning.